instead of an atmosphere where it feels like you're trying to like someone's trying to help you it feels like there is something wrong with you and you need to not have something wrong with you this is the head on your shoulders i'm maura curry when i've mentioned to people that i'm looking into how mental hospitals play a role in collegiate mental health they inevitably seem to bring up one flew over the cuckoo's nest I will level with you, listener, and say that I've not actually seen or read the thing. Something that I should probably rectify. But the premise is pretty common pop culture fodder. Man who is not mentally ill goes to a mental hospital, meets ragtag but likable cast of fellow patients, who are subjected to tyrannical nurses and inhumane treatment, from which death feels like a reasonable escape. I've always figured that the truth of the matter is more boring and clinical. The institution, the loony bin. It's really just a hospital, scary and lonely, but sanitized and orderly, especially nowadays with lobotomies and shock therapies mostly debunked. It might be an unpleasant experience, but it shouldn't make you want to die more, right? The Ridgeview Institute is located in Smyrna, Georgia, but there's another campus in Monroe, too. Having not grown up in Georgia, I didn't hear about it until I came to tech. But even outside of us, the place apparently has a bit of a reputation. In Georgia tech circles, Reddit threads will pop up occasionally, where students who have been share their experiences. Sometimes those experiences start when the student or a family member voluntarily checks them in. Sometimes a student is sent there by a counselor using what's called a 1013 form. You pose a danger to yourself or to others, you express an intent to manifest that danger, to actually do something, and you can be involuntarily transported for evaluation. Through whatever means, once you're at Ridgeview, you're monitored 24-7. Your schedule is regimented, you see a psychiatrist, they help you get better, and then you leave. But as it turns out, there's a little more to it than that, and also somehow a little less. You met John Doe a few weeks ago and heard the rest of his story about his substance abuse and suicide attempts. Long before a lot of that happened, in spring 2017, he'd taken up self-harming after unsuccessfully trying to take his own life, and he realized he needed help. But GT counseling wasn't helpful for him, and eventually he turned to stamp psychiatry during a breakdown. And that, in brief, is how he ended up at Ridgeview. I'll let him take it from here. But be warned, what he describes is deeply unpleasant and laden with foul language. Kind of went there in complete emotional turmoil, like having another kind of breakdown. Like, what the fuck am I doing to myself right now? And then, like, within... You know, I kind of walked in, like, I'd like to see a counselor, and I'm like, well, well, let's schedule an appointment. I'm like, no, now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I need to talk to someone. I went to the counseling center. It didn't help. Like, please, if there's someone available, just, and, like, within two minutes of entering their office, I was in the back of a cop car on the way to Ridgeview. Holy shit. That was was fun. (laughs) What? (laughs) Kind of just sat down and just, like expelled like everything that had been like building up and kind of just I'm you know after not talking about it for so long yeah you know I I attempted catharsis in 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 like in the act of like just I've been self-harming I tried to kill myself like I am not doing well help me please I was like we're gonna send you to out like to inpatient care okay so you talked to someone at stamps yeah and yeah, they were yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then we're like, time to go. <laughs> like, okay. Pack your things. It was, it, was, it was a Friday afternoon of all of all times. And, like, I literally 
had uh, like dinner plans lined up with, with friends, basically. <laughs> oh shit, how do I explain this? It's just like, ah, gotta, yeah. gotta go. Gotta not blast. gonna be able to make it. To, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make it to make it to dinner. Um, okay, so I guess I don't really understand how commitment works. Like, do they tell you to like go pack a bag and like send you with a cop to do it? No, you like I got sent with nothing more than I had on my person. Okay, so they like took you directly from stamps. Like if you yeah, if you have family in the area, they can bring you a bag and okay. whatnot. But you at that moment, it's like a Georgia state code of like being able okay. to commit someone if they if they do tick a certain number of boxes. Okay. Of like this person is a danger to themselves, basically, or really, I think it's themselves or others. Yeah. But usually more the former. Um, right. Well, in this circumstance, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, was it GTPD or APD? Yeah, it was GTPD. Okay. And, and how was that car ride? <laughs> I, I didn't really say anything. Okay. I just kind of handled, uh, like, telling people that I had made commitments with for, like, the next week, like, uh, shit's going down, not going to explain why, not right. going to be around for a while, I think. Um, you know, when I, you know, when I was in the the office at Stamps, I was basically told like this is going to be three days max, okay. sort of sort of deal. Like, you need to be stabilized. We can't like in good faith like send you back to your dorm or apartment mm -hmm. at, and be comfortable with that. Which I like, frankly, I completely understand yeah. their their decision. Like they, you know. I don't like the fact that it happened, but they like the the, the psychiatrist made the right call um, because given given the information that they had, like I was not okay, and there's a chance that I wouldn't be okay in the future, and so they did what they thought was best for my own safety. Yeah. So, like I don't um, I don't harbor ill will against stamps for doing that, but it still felt like. Well, that went from uh, from like zero to police ride very fast. <laughs> Beyond zero to one hundred. Yeah. So, how how much can you talk about Ridgeview? It's a uh, it, like what was your experience? In a word, that place is a shithole. Okay. Um, <laughs> it so. I have done like a very limited amount of reading. And when I say that, I mean like occasionally like on Reddit, it'll get brought up and uh -huh. people will come out of the woodwork with like anonymous accounts and talk about their experience. And from what it sounds like, and again, I've not done the proper research on this. It used to be like a fairly nice facility and then it got bought out by a private company. Time for a fact check. So yes, Ridgeview was bought out by a group called U.S. Health Fest in early 2017, right before John Doe went there. We're talking weeks, maybe. Health Fest is a huge national corporation that specializes in running mental health care facilities. It's difficult to suss out exactly what the ownership situation was before then, but the institute has existed in some form in the metro area since 1976. Uh, you're basically coded in as a danger to yourself or others. They put you on like suicide watch so like you know you and a couple other people that are being like committed on the same day are basically like you know here are a bunch of beds in a single room like, oh my god pick one you're together this per yeah this person is going to sit here and silently like just 
you know, and I, and I ended up talking to them because it was like, this is just awkward. But <laughs> they basically have a, a nurse of some, of some variety, like there to watch and make sure nothing bad happens. They take your, you know, they ask you whether you would like to just give them your shoes or if they, they'll, they'll just take your shoelaces and give um. you your shoes without laces back. Like, Hmm. All your personal possessions, except the clothes on your back, are taken, and you know, you're in your new home. It sounds like incarceration. <laughs> oh, it felt like it. Oh, bad. So, like, what attempts do they make at making you better there, other than like watching you to make sure you don't harm yourself? So that was night one. Okay. Um, then the the next day, it was um, like kind of into their like weekly schedule that like repeats week after week of like therapy type programming because like Ridgeview handles all sorts of folks from like the people that are there because they're a danger to themselves to a a lot of uh, inpatient like drug rehab and like there were a couple um, like people trying to kick heroin there and like I later in my stay I ended up like rooming with one of them and that is one of the reasons that I will never ever do opiates is because like (laughs) Jesus that like you know I thought like the reason I was there was bad but like this guy was having it way worse and just you know the cold sweats the shakes the vomiting like everything like damn no horrifying it, it's bad, but the the real the the biggest issue I had with them is well there were, there were two. One was like incredibly poor like cleanliness and sanitation, and you know I'm I'm not a very clean person <laughs> like I'm not a neat freak. But there was so <sighs> trying to think of whether or not it's a good idea to tell this story because it sounds absurd to the point where it almost sounds untrue but I'm I... well with anything with that preface you gotta tell it so there was uh, what I can only describe as like a very mentally not there like one-armed man who appeared to be homeless and he, he was literally just missing his arm mm-hmm. I can't tell if he was a, a like a war vet who had gone off the deep end but like very clearly homeless dude missing a limb okay who like could not really like speak to anyone coherently like he was just gone like did not wasn't capable of like personal interaction and like he he i'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this he got shit everywhere like human feces yeah, i mean yeah uh like all over the bathroom to the point where like you could not use a toilet if he like had gone into the bathroom before you and there were not that many and so like mm-hmm. on a couple of occasions it's like hey uh you have to go clean up now uh because otherwise people are going to have to sit on another man's feces uh, and like the amount of time it took Ridgeview to kind of pull together and clean up after this dude was was problematic and the fact that like someone with very clear like the very clear disability got put into kind of general population of, of somewhat normally functioning folks was was a little disturbing and then just the general activities that they made transitioning to like the activities that they made you do I, we did like arts and crafts for two hours like sweet they gave they gave a bunch of magazines and under the watchful eye of a lot of nurses like they handed out scissors like, yeah i was shocked wow um, were they like the safety scissors you used yeah, to yeah rounded of yeah. course yeah, yeah. but they 
handed out a bunch of scissors and a bunch of magazines. Like, you're going to make a collage of things that make you happy. And I was like, this is not a mood board. This is not how to help. Like, I'm sure some people respond well to this, but like, it wasn't ever care that was like tailored to the problems that an individual was going through. It's like, let's just kind of, you know, pick from a bingo card of therapy activities and just make everyone. Well, things that can occupy lots of people at once, right? Because I think Ridgeview is also supposed to be pretty chronically overcrowded, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of issues there with just too many people. They had a bookshelf, which was nice. So I, I got to just kind of hang back and read and avoid other people there because they're you know sounds me but there are just a lot of crazy folks yeah. uh, one guy told me that meth is the best weight loss supplement he's ever had and like, oh terrific you get just all sorts of people and like yeah which i can imagine for someone who is already very scared it is a lot to deal with mm-hmm. it it's it's like a it's a big culture shock especially coming from like coming from tech like and getting shoved into that world where all of a sudden you're interacting with people who are homeless in the past 24 hours and like people who are like going through heavy drug withdrawals and just from all across the board it's it's just very very shocking but like the biggest the biggest problem I had there was, you know, part of being in one of those facilities is like seeing a doctor to get the help that you need. Ostensibly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that wasn't really a, a thing that they did well. Uh, so basically the most, like the longest meeting I ever got to have with like a licensed psychiatrist uh, who who was basically just assigned my case file was like 12 minutes out of a, out of a day basically like doctor like there were five doctors assigned to the ward slash building that I was in and uh, you just got randomly put into one of their folders and then they'd come at like some over some three hour period and see you for like always less than 15 minutes for me the longest was like 12 and basically like you know first time I meet him sit down like so tell me why you're here and then uh kind of talked for a little bit I pretty sure he kind of cut me off and said yeah I think you have depression I'm going to prescribe you this medicine and uh go forth Hmm. and so it was like literally the first meeting and it was like what's your name yeah i think you have depression uh here's some prozac take it and like they it was very clear that their goal was just to get you on a lot of like different medications as well like i got offered a lot of anti-anxiety stuff and they like i turned it all down because i think benzodiazepines are also very scary um in terms of the dependency issues uh but I tried the antidepressants and then I, you know, and the part that, that gets me is, you know, they just kind of shovel them at you knowing full well that it's going to take like two months for them to actually like have a, any measurable effect, be it an effect or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just here, now go do your activities. and. The, the biggest issue I had is they kind of 
kept you as long as your insurance would continue to pay. So like I managed to get out after five days because my, I was fortunate enough to like my parents drove down and from like out of state and basically like kind of raised hell at like stop like this is because eventually like I had kind of hidden all this from them and eventually kind of laid it out to them over the phone and they they were able to help like get me out of there but like you know if if they hadn't kind of vouched for me as an outsider like you know when you're when you're in a facility like that like no one on the staff like really trusts you and so uh, as long as you're like there were people that had been there for weeks like a lot of them like there were a couple people where like the nurses knew them and like it was and i mean that in the context of oh these are repeat customers where like every other month they're back here for a month because that's what insurance pays for and so i get the sense that it's sort of tech's go-to facility for it stuff is, like and this. it shouldn't be yeah did, like did they say to you at the time like this is the place we always send people it'll be great like, did they sell Honestly, it to you as something other than it was? I don't remember if they use, if they kind of describe, remember they said Ridgeview, but I don't remember if they said anything about uh, their preferences of sending people there. But mm. when I finally did get out and basically came back to tech, met with uh, one of the dean of students, um, folks, I believe, and, you know, got readmitted, sort of, mm-hmm. uh, like I got, you know, an email that, oh, you're going to have a follow-up appointment with stamps. And like, I spent that whole appointment, like, no, we're not talking about me. We're talking about the fact that you're sending kids here and like kind of laid out most of what I just like said to you about like, this was borderline inhumane. Stop sending people there, please. And I'm not sure if they took that advice at all. Yeah. Did they, did they seem like they were receptive to your concerns, it like was appropriately just like, horrified. Oh, gas, like base or hand to, hand to mouth, like oh that's not good. But like I don't know if they took any action on it because I don't I don't really actually know anyone else who's. Well, I I I knew one guy from from tech there uh, because you know the came like figured out that we both went to tech, uh, but didn't really see him ever again and. Um, I don't really know anyone else who's been like sent there after me. So I really, really hope that they still, that they aren't still sending people there as the default because I've, I, I can only assume that there's better options in the Atlanta area. Like it is a, it is a relatively decent sized city after all. Someone I have talked to has said that like Ridgeview is the one that usually has a couple spots, whereas like the other facilities are the ones that are at capacity pretty much always so you know it it makes sense that Ridgeview is the one that has spots left from what you said yeah yeah but like you know it sucks but there's not much else Georgia Tech can do right like I think they did probably make the right assessment in, in in deciding that you needed more monitoring but like your options are very limited yeah it's a like it's a fucking nightmare I don't have a good answer it, it breaks my heart to know that people, students in crisis, are sent to a place like that. Like, it, it should break everyone's heart. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's just my weird way of coping with things, but I just kind of pretend like I didn't happen. This is the first time I've even thought about I don't th- it. I don't think that's weird. It, you know. I think that's totally understandable. I just hope that it 
is no longer the the seeming default is all yeah. that's all i really can hope for because as long as georgia tech is is a college uh it, it's going to have students in crisis and mm-hmm. it's going to need to send them places like to get proper care so my only hope is that they kind of make better assessments on where they're sending people and you know maybe look even further like further radius away from tech for for better options because you know it was it was already a 30 minute drive there like another 30 won't hurt to get to a better better spot mm-hmm. so unfortunately i hate to be the contrarian narrator but we are, in fact, still sending people to Ridgeview two years after John Doe went. I'm working on figuring out exactly how many, and we'll report back when I have an answer. But in the past year alone, I know of a good handful of students who ended up there, mostly through a 1013 form. Once I'm done sifting through the records, y'all will be the first to know what I find. So when you came back to tech, like, after chewing out stamps, which I admire, first of all, like, what... What did tech feel like to you, having having been through that? Like, did you f- feel at all better than you did when you went? I didn't, you know, af- after that experience, the only thing that really clicked there was, like, I need to stop self-harming and try to, like, see a psychiatrist for real instead of in crisis regularly. I tend to cope with things, like, almost robotically in, in the sense that I, you know try not to be like surprised or shocked or you know but it kind of felt surreal in a way uh coming back to tech after that because this was only like the third or fourth week of school yeah this happened and so like basically had to email all my professors and be like hey uh (laughs) some extensions please and thanks Did the dean of students help at all with that? I think they're supposed uh, to. Yeah, they, okay. they did. And so, like, one of the, the biggest gripes I had with dealing with the dean of students, and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, but they wanted me to just stop and not Like, withdraw? Tech. Okay. Like, temporarily like, withdraw or withdraw, like? Withdraw from the semester. Okay. And just, like, come back in the summer. And I was like, no, that's, like, that's not how this is going to work. Like, let me back in. Let me finish the semester. Let me prove you wrong. Sort okay. of, sort of deal. I don't, you know, I understand their sentiment, but it felt like they were a bit distrustful mm-hmm. in, in the process of of kind of institutionalizing someone that it, that it's going to help them. Which I I think it did, if only that you know, I need to think about my life a lot more. Well, it refocuses you, right? Like on on what matters. So how did the rest of that semester play out? The rest of that semester went uh, pretty fine. Like I did well academically and yeah. all. And I was able to bury a lot of feelings, but that, that kind of comes up later as being you know, problematic because I think one of the biggest issues with, with sending people to a place like Ridgeview is instead of an atmosphere where it feels like you're trying to, like someone's trying to help you, it almost, and I think this is one of the, the really important things, is it feels like there is something wrong with you and you need to not have something wrong with you. Instead of you need to get some help, it's you have a problem, like with no indication of uh, like how, how that's going to work. And so, you know, my, my reaction was just kind of, I'm going to bury this, um, continue just like, grinding and like just if i 
feel these feelings, you know, push, push them out right. sort of, sort of thing. Like try and try and be stronger than it rather than trying to like fix it at the, at the root cause. And that eventually just like bit me in the ass. That was John Doe. If you're currently in distress or having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to someone. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Georgia's Crisis Hotline is 1-800-714-4255. And just last month, Georgia launched a new app where you can text with a crisis professional about your mental health concerns. That app is called the Georgia Crisis and Access Line, or GCAL, G-C-A-L, and you can download it wherever you get your apps. We'll continue talking about Ridgeview next week because there's a lot more to talk about. If you have stories, questions, anything, email the show at headonshoulderspod at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at headshoulderpod. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Maura Curry. Thanks for your time.